Hello. Hi, guys. <laughs> We're back this week, and we actually have mics, so hopefully you can hear us a little bit better. Hopefully no more background noise. <laughs> no more white noise. No more ASMR. So it'll be fine. Gosh darn. Gosh. Well, different form of ASMR. Yeah. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that didn't sound how it I don't know that it did. <laughs> Anyways, we're back, and we're back together. And Yay, reunited. Yes. Woo. After two weeks, one week, one week. Well, technically yeah. two weeks, but. Uh, logistics. Yeah. Who cares? Anything major happened in the last two weeks, I guess? Um, no, just exams. I got my mm. midterms done. Like, today was my last midterm, which is weird because it's kind of late in the year for a midterm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's no I got already. my last one done this morning, and I'm not confident about it. It's okay. God will provide. Yes. Yes, you um, I don't know. It's just been a rough couple weeks, just feeling kind of down, kind mm-hmm. of whatever, blah, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, it's like that seasonal depression is starting to kick in. Yeah. Before Christmas even. Yeah. But... Anyway, I not guess. to get down so quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. it's normal to feel seasonal depression. So mm-hmm. and just like to be down, especially after midterms and after like just school and just repetitive having to do the same thing, go and take tests and do homework. Mm-hmm. And it feels like super mundane, but yeah. Um, last couple of weeks for me have been, I mean, you guys heard on the last podcast, just update of my life. Um, I just came back from a weekend trip um and that was super fun so where'd you go i went to purdue to, oh. with the swim team Aww. yeah so we did like their media and stuff mm. but it was a five-hour drive so it was wow. very long but it honestly felt like faster than it actually was so it was good but um yeah should we do like highs and lows sure okay my high um work has been really good um I thought my coworker was like leaving our work mm-hmm. and turns out she's not leaving until January. So I have a couple more months with her. So I was really happy. Wait, the one that's going across seas? Oh, she's already gone. Oh. Leah, if you're <laughs> listening to this, <laughs> hi. Um, no, my other coworker, she was she got a big girl job. And so oh. I thought she was leaving in November, which mm-hmm. is this month, but she's actually not leaving till January. So Ooh. my high is that I get a couple more months to work with her, which is great. Like she's leaving like go to another state or I'm not just another job in the area so oh. she'll be around but okay I'm just glad that I get to work with her throughout the holidays yeah um yeah. and then my low is like I just said like five minutes ago I or two minutes ago whatever I just feel like down in the dumps recently and I just feel like my cup is kind of empty right now mm. so trying to navigate that and trying to see the Lord through all of it so yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, that's so real. I've definitely been feeling kind of similar. So, um, but I guess my high, oh, I'm trying to think. My high was that yesterday was a really good day. I feel like yeah. yesterday I got to go to church and I did like a class that is going to allow me to like serve and like just get to know more. About oh, the like church. a membership class kind of. Yeah, but not a membership. It's just like kind of like a next steps class. Mm. Like just like, it's like, you have to serve you have to take the, the class so yeah i took it and it was really fun and then i went to young adults yesterday and yesterday was actually so fun young adults like bridgewood young adults is so awesome and like Ooh. they're so fun and like they meet every sunday at five but they're not meeting this sunday because they're going for like a fun friday night like downtown detroit like 
and you thing can't next go. Friday. Yeah, and I can't go because I leave for home next Thursday. So oh. I was like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so now I have two weeks without young adults. But um, yeah, yesterday was really fun. We played cards, and um, Brandon or Christy, if you're listening to this, you guys are the best youth pa- or not youth <laughs> pastors, young adult pastors. So they're so awesome. But yeah, that was definitely fun. My low um just overwhelmed with like school and work and um not like homesick but kind of just like I want to go back home just to see my friends and because like a lot of them are doing really cool things now and like I am not like a part of that so I can't see it it's like they're like going to like Minneapolis and like going to like U of M and like doing evangelism literally throughout the frats and the sororities yeah and it's so cool and like um people are just like keep posting about like salvations and and like my friend just got accepted her visa nikki um got accepted her visa to um go be a full-time missionary in italy with ywam so she's leaving in january and my friend bennett just told me that she's going to nashville to serve in ywam and to make a ywam base and my friend Lexi's in Peru right now Whoa. serving a mission. So, like, a lot of things, a lot of moving parts are happening. So I just want to, like, go and, and see them and just hear more about what they're doing. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I can only, like, voice memo them right now because, like, they're so busy. But I love voice memos. They're so awesome. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, just kind of, yeah. I want to be done with the semester in general. So I'm just, like, me too. continuing me to push too. through. And, yeah, so. But yeah, that's pretty much pretty much it. Do you want to do Buffalo or no? Oh, I did you think about of that. Buffalo? Um, I feel like I had a Buffalo. Oh, like my Buffalo really is one. I'm going to Maverick City concert on Thursday. This Thursday? Yes. What time? It's in Grand Rapids at like 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. Yeah, I literally forgot about it. I bought tickets like two I want to go. Do you think they still have tickets or is it expensive? They probably do. I'm what, going com- with Avon Sydney, so if you want to come, is it just buy a ticket. Room, and come or is it? I have no idea. Seats. All I know is it's in it's the same arena that the Send was in. Van Andel. Yeah. I literally forgot about it until this week. So. When are you guys coming back? Uh, that night. Okay, good. Because I was gonna say I have to be here on Friday. Yeah, I have I'll, to. I'll definitely well. look into that because I want to go. That would actually be so. But fun. yeah, that's why Buffalo. What's yours? Um. Uh, I had one and then I just totally forgot about it. My buffalo is that uh, I had literally had it. Anyways, I'll just say uh, the Rangers won a World Series. That's my buffalo. The so. World Series already happened? Mm-hmm. Oh. For baseball. <laughs> <laughs> that shows how much I follow up on sports. <laughs> I was I've been so invested it. with the Lions recently oh, that I have not really paid boo. attention to anything else. Actually, I'm like uh, gut hurt because uh, Kirk Cousins is out for the season. So, <laughs> who's yeah. Surprised? You used to say who's Kirk Cousins? No, I said who's surprised. Do you know who Kirk Cousins is? Nope. He played at MSU. I'm surprised you don't know that. I know literally nothing about football. Okay. The only reason he's, he's the best quarterback in history. The only Hot reason take. I even know. Like anything about football is because I know the Lions are doing better than normal this season. Like that's all I know about football. Yeah. At we'll all. see. We'll see how they do in playoffs. What is even the World Series of football called? The Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> the World Series of football. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways. 
So that can be our segue yeah. into today's topic. Um, guys, how was that segue? <laughs> that can more just be like it's Hannah's not... done talking about sports. Now. Yeah. I was a dancer in high school, guys. I knew nothing about like any sport other than soccer. I feel like everybody knows about the Super Bowl. Well, you know what? <laughs> Clearly not everybody. <laughs> okay, anyway. I knew the Super Bowl was a thing. Anyways, segue. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be real <laughs> with you guys. Um, so real. I'm Not be real. I was talking so to real. Jordan before we started recording about mm-hmm. how, like, I've just been struggling this week. And, like, obviously she touched on it, too, with her low. Like, we've mm-hmm. both just been kind of stressed and stuff. And, like, we don't want to uh come on here and like lie to you guys and think that everything's fine and talk yeah. about like things that aren't really like we want to talk about things that are applying to us too yeah and um just pray that the lord uses us to reach the right audience mm-hmm. and so we're just going to be real and talk today about how like satan uses things in our life against us um and he uses times that should be good times and he turns it into bad times to veer us off of god's path so we are just going to talk about the enemy and his attacks against us. So Yeah. And I know that we, or I told you guys that we we're going to talk about a different topic today, but we kind of just wanted to, yeah, we wanted to like talk about this because it was like recent and important and it was going to be a good message. So we'll save the fun stuff maybe for a different time. But um, yeah, so. We are fun people. Yeah. <laughs> We're just depressed right now. We're fun people, we swear. <laughs> We're fun people. I promise I'm fun when I want to No, be. but this is a good conversation, though, and, and we think that a lot of college students need to hear it because we have seen, like, other people go through the same stuff, just where they're feeling down, and, like, even people in our own Bible study, like, we connect with them every week and just kind of hearing what they're going through. Oh, okay. I really wonder <laughs> if they heard that. Anyways, continue. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Um, yeah, and so um, we just wanted to talk about it and just kind of really dissect what it means like when we're feeling like this and how we can kind of get out of these slumps because I feel like a lot of the times when we feel like this, it's so easy to just sit in it and be like, oh, like I feel like this way. I'm just going to like sit and be lazy and, and mm-hmm. to just do this. And it's like, no, like you have the tools to get out of this situation and Satan wants you to be sluggish. He wants to freeze you. He wants you to not move anywhere closer to where you need to be um so yeah we're gonna just talk about different tactics of the enemy why are we feeling this way in the first place and yada 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 so you want to start off or you want me to start off whatever you want i'm over this ride okay so i guess kind of um we'll actually describe like what you're like what specifically you've been feeling mm, yeah when it started so i I don't think I've touched on this too much on this podcast. Maybe I have a little bit. I honestly don't remember. But I've struggled a lot in my life with um, depression and anxiety. Like, they go hand in hand for me. Like, some people just have depression. Some people just have anxiety. For me, it's like, I have both. Mm -hmm. And I've seen, I've gone to therapy. I've talked to doctors about it. Um, So it's like a real, it's, it's real for me. And not saying it's not real for anyone else, but mm-hmm. um, it's just like it's been a real roller coaster for me. And I've had times where life has been a lot worse because I let it control me. Mm-hmm. And then I've had times where it's really not that bad because I've learned how to control it. Mm-hmm. But 
just because I learned how to control it once doesn't mean it stays that way. Right. And so, because the enemy doesn't just give up after one mm, one failed yeah. attempt. Yeah. Um. So I had really, really, really bad depression and anxiety like two years ago-ish. It was like the year of 2021 to 2022. And even it carried into like 2022 until like January of this year. So it was probably like a year and a half time where it was just horrible. And like, mm. I would sleep for hours. I like didn't want to get out of bed in the mornings. I would avoid hanging out with people and like avoid any type of crowd that made me feel anxious. And I just like cried all the time. Like everything made me cry and not in a way of like, I was just emotional. It was like, mm. I would freak out, cry and I would like panic cry and I would have panic attacks and anxiety attacks all the time mm. where I would like not be able to breathe and I didn't know how to function and I just didn't know what to do with myself and then this past year it got a lot better um in the springtime of this year I like something happened I just like I decided that I need to be proactive and like change something because nothing's changing and I can't just wait around for someone to do the dirty work for me so yeah. I decided to cut out people that were making my mental health worse and I decided to um leave certain groups of people and certain um situations that were making my mental and spiritual health worse and I decided to um start being discipled and I started to start hanging out with like church crowds more and I got involved in young life, even though I was scared to. Mm. And I forced myself to just do a total 180. Really. I quit my job. I got a new job because my old job was just not um, filling for me. And it was, it was just emptying my cup. And so I changed a lot about my life, which was really scary, but I saw fruit from it and the Lord really blessed me with that. And he just through all that, he showed me that by taking that step of faith to better myself, um, he'll produce fruits from that. And if I just let myself sit in the anxiety and the depression and not try to get better, like God has his hand stretched out to us. We have to take it. If we're not going to take it, he gives us that option. Mm -hmm. So I took it and I saw a lot of fruit from it, but just because the enemy's tactics were avoided once doesn't mean he's just going to give up. And so mm -hmm. I go through I go through like episodes where it'll get worse and it'll get better. And it really does depend on like how I handle the situation. But recently, like this last week um, and couple days, it's been getting really bad again. Of I've just been like, it's a lot, it's a big lack of motivation. Like I just, I don't want to do things. I like struggle to get out of bed. Um, I cry really easily because I'm stressed out and anxious. And I overthink a lot of situations and I just feel like really sad and I just don't want, I don't want anything to do with anyone. Mm. And so it's like, I know Satan's totally taking like good, a good time in my life right now. And he's saying, how can I make this the worst possible situation for you? How can I make this an opportunity for you to doubt God? And so that's kind of where I'm at right now is I'm really trying not to doubt God and I'm really trying to um, give God the control of it. And I'm really trying to trust him and I'm trying to battle Satan's tactics to make me feel worse, but I'm just struggling with it right now. So that was kind of where I was coming from with this topic for 
today's discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes like when we're feeling that way, and especially if we've had like a past like feeling that way, or um, it can be easy to kind of get wrapped up in in like kind of see like forgetting that like God is in complete control even when you're feeling this way. Like He's much bigger than any of your any of your anxiety or depression that you're feeling. Like He is. He is Lord of all, and like He wants to comfort you, and like He is allowing this to happen for a reason. Um, but He knows that, like He is the only source of of pure love and comfort and safety that is going to be able to get us out of these kind of situations. Um, so yeah, that is so real, and I think a lot of college students feel that way, and and more extreme measures and less extreme measures, and um, so yeah, that's just like. Thank you for being vulnerable and just, like, speaking mm-hmm. about that, like, on the podcast because I know a lot of people need to hear that. And just kind of going forward, we're going to touch on, you know, how we can get out of those situations, how we can um, not stay there, like Hannah said. And she already mentioned a little bit of her steps um, on how she decided to make the shift between sitting in it um, versus going out and taking action. And, again, like, Satan wants you to just, like, not do anything. Like, his literal tactic is to make you complacent. Yeah. Yeah, no fire for anything, just burnt out. I mean, burnout happens so often, too, and, like, that's a whole different subject, but kind of goes mm-hmm. hand in hand. But just anything that is going to make you um, delayed in, in what God's calling for you and what God's purpose is for you, and that can be mini or that can be major. So it really doesn't matter, but Satan is after us, and he's after the young people for sure in like this generation because he knows that there is a fire behind this generation and um that god is speaking and is moving and not that he's moving in other generations but like i mean not that he isn't moving other generations but like he's moving in this generation so evidently that like people can see it and he wants to find any way to attack that and like with Mm -hmm. being in our world with everything at our fingertips and everything else that we can go to to satisfy ourselves like it just shows that like nothing can satisfy our hearts like jesus does so yeah um do you have anything to add for um not really we're just gonna jump into scripture here and talk about what the bible says about this because no better way to combat satan than through scripture yeah and like we can't do anything without like this word like it's so powerful so like if we were able to we're, we're not able to defeat satan just by ourselves like we need god and we need to realize like the power of his word is so powerful like sometimes i forget that that this word this paper book is just like so much more powerful than i could ever fathom in our human brains so we're kind of um we kind of talked about this before the podcast but we thought that matthew um four was a good starting point to talk about um kind of how satan tempted jesus in the first place um so i guess i can just i can read kind of from um, when Satan was tempting him and then go through it a little bit and then we can talk about it. So basically Satan is is trying to tempt him and he's like, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it's written. And this is when this is when he was in the desert, right? Yeah, so Jesus had been in the desert for some time at this point and yeah. Jesus was hungry and he was alone and he deeply desired to be back in like society, I think. I'm pretty sure and mm-hmm. he was just like he was just out of it and out in the desert and then God like I'm pretty sure God was I mean obviously God allowed was, Satan to tempt him yeah 
but Satan mm-hmm. like approached Jesus and was trying to tempt him and he was trying he was offering him food and offering him glory and offering mm-hmm. him, or worldly glory and, yeah um God allowed it to happen and mm-hmm. Jesus who was perfect was still tempted and he didn't give into it but he still was tempted by Satan and Satan was offering him all of these things um because he knew Jesus was in a place of I don't even know if I should say vulnerability mm. because I don't know if Jesus I don't really want to say vulnerable but I mean he approached yeah. Jesus when he was hungry mm-hmm. and when yeah. he was he was desiring things yeah when so, he was kind of weaker or he was just tired yes. even though he can't technically be super tired I don't know how that that works I guess he's 100% god 100% man but, but let's just read yes um yeah, so basically, the devil's like, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will give his angels orders concerning you, and they will support you with their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus told him, it is also written, do not test the Lord your God. So he, like, immediately just whips back at him. He's like, no, like, I know my God. Like, I know, I know what, the what Bible he says, says. And, like, this is what it says. And, like, even Satan bows to, to God. And, like, or he knows he exists. Obviously, Satan hates God, but. He knows he exists and he fears God still, so he uses that against him. And then it says again, the devil took him on. Or, sorry, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. So he's trying to tempt him again with these worldly things. And he said to him, "I will give you all these things if you will fall down and worship me." Again, tempting him with the worldly things that are temporary. And Jesus sees that, and he says, "Jesus told him, go away, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only Him." And then I just think it's so powerful. It literally just says, then the devil left him and the angels came and began to serve him. Like it's that transformative and it's that immediate mm-hmm. that once we start using like the word of God against Satan, he flees. And like it says that all throughout the Bible, like Satan will flee from you if you stand still in the Lord and if you stand fervently in the Lord. Like it might not happen immediately, but it will happen. And like you have to have faith that it will happen mm-hmm. because God has a certain amount of time that he's just like so detailed in like every single aspect of that and he knows exactly when Satan's gonna flee from you and he knows that if you're just steadfast and that like it'll happen. And for some people it's immediate, for some people it isn't immediate, but he gives you confidence knowing that that is the right answer to do and that is truth. And mm-hmm. like yeah, that's just like the foundational thing about whenever you're being tempted by Satan. And like this is um I guess kind of in a literal sense, like when Satan's kind of offering you things in this world versus dealing with anxiety and depression where you're kind of just like, oh, I kind of don't know why I'm like feeling this way, but um, you can still use the word kind of in those circumstances too. Yeah, I was just going to say like this is, this is not going, like I feel like if you compared it to what we're talking about yeah. in a literal sense, like you'd be like, what the heck? That doesn't I'd, make any I'd sense. be like, that doesn't make sense because in this passage, Satan is tempting Jesus with things that he knows. Like, if Jesus were to sin, those would be the things that he would chase after. But in our sense, it's like, well, I'm feeling angry and I'm feeling upset and I'm feeling worried and I'm feeling doubtful and I'm feeling anxious. So why would I chase after those things? But I'm not talking about it in that sense. I'm talking about this passage in this, like, I bring, I think this passage is so important because Jesus is the perfect example of what we should do when we're struggling with sin and when we're struggling with temptation. Mm -hmm. And in this passage, Jesus is tempted and Satan 
is attacking Jesus. Satan approaches Jesus and wants him to sin, and he wants him to turn away from God. And Jesus's immediate reaction is by is quoting scripture and mm -hmm. quoting the word of God. And that's just an example for us. Like my point of this passage is not that like, yes, it is a good point that Satan will offer us things that we think we want. Mm -hmm. That's a great point, but that's a totally another topic. Mm -hmm. Like the point that we want to make here is like Jesus's reaction to being tempted by Satan and to Satan's presence in his life mm -hmm. is to quote scripture. And that's something that we should adapt to. Mm -hmm. Like when Satan's coming at us and Satan's taking the good things in our life and twisting it. Mm -hmm. And when Satan is allowing it and like he's opening doors over and over again for us to sit in anxiety and sit in depression mm -hmm. and sit in anger, the first and foremost thing we should be doing is combating it with scripture. Mm -hmm. And we see in Matthew 4 that Jesus even speaks it aloud. He doesn't even just pray in his head. He goes as far as to speaking it aloud. For it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Mm -hmm. And I think he says it three times in there. For mm -hmm. it is written. Yeah. And then he quotes things that the Lord has said. So I think that's just so powerful. And I think that's a literal thing that we can adapt is if we're feeling down and we're feeling attacked by Satan and we're feeling confused as to why we keep feeling this way, quote scripture. Like um, I wrote down here Philippians 4, 8, and it tells us Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And so something that I was thinking is like, if I'm feeling like I'm overwhelmed with anxiety and all I can think about is like, why am I sad right now? Why am I so in a slump right now? Why am I feeling numb to everything right now? Why do I feel like everything's going to make me cry? Like, are these things that are honoring my relationship with God? Is me dwelling on these things mm. honoring my relationship? Like, no. And the way that I'm going to combat this is by saying, no. Philippians 4, 8, it is literally written that I am to focus on things that are true, mm -hmm. honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise. Like, if being doubtful and being anxious is not worthy of praise, why am I focusing on it? Mm -hmm. Like rather than focusing on the things that aren't going right, I should be focusing on the things that are going right. And something that's always going right is God's plan. So I think even in the midst of anxiety and even in the midst of feeling like you're in a rut and you don't know why, mm -hmm. still choosing to praise the Lord even when you don't want to. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I need to be better at is choosing to praise God for what I do have instead of wallowing over what I don't have mm -hmm. and praising the Lord for all the lovely things in my life and all the things that are worthy of being grateful for um, instead of focusing on the fact that I'm sad and the fact mm -hmm. that I feel discouraged and the fact that I don't feel motivated um, because God has us in those seasons for a reason. And I think I need to do a better job of remembering that. And I'm sure I'm not the only one out there. Yeah, no, you're definitely not. That's so good too. And kind of just to backtrack, like, um, uh, when I guess we can talk about too, like, why am I feeling anxiety? Why am I feeling depression? Like, where is it coming from? And I think sometimes we forget that we live in a spiritual 
no, I don't want to say dimension. That sounds weird. Like a, like we live in a spiritual realm where Satan exists, and mm-hmm. this is Satan's ground. It, it says, gosh, I always forget where it says this, but it says basically Satan was named ruler of of the earth, and he kind of is revelation somewhere. Yes, probably. But um, yeah. So like, Satan will plant things in your mind, either subconsciously where you don't recognize it, it's Satan planting it in your mind, or he'll just put thoughts in your mind and you can recognize it a little bit easier. But when anxiety and depression happens, usually it's Satan planting those uh, lies in your mind. You have to remember this keyword lies um, in your mind that um, you're not good enough, uh, you don't have this, you aren't amounted to this. Um, what are specific depression ones? Or you won't, I guess anxiety ones are like, how am I going to get out of bed today? Yeah. How am I going to get through this day? Yeah. Why Why should I get up right now? Right. I just want yeah, to go back your worth, to sleep. Questioning your worth. Questioning, like, just, yeah, just taking digs at who you are as a person. And although Satan can't control our minds, can't um, really read our thoughts, like he can plant thoughts in our minds to make us feel certain ways. Mm-hmm. And if we're not um, discerning his voice over God's voice, then it can be really easy to be like, oh, why am I feeling this way? Like, I must be the victim here. Like, why Like, why am I different? Like, no, it's Satan working in you, and you are called holy by God, and, like, you are made by God for a purpose. Mm-hmm. So don't ever think that the thoughts, like the bad thoughts that you have in your mind are yours because they're not. And, like, God created you to be good. Mm-hmm. He actually created you, and you were better than good. He said in Genesis that you were very good. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to clear that up because I know a lot of people have questions about that too. They're like, why am I feeling this way in the first place? Like, why is this even happen? And a lot of the times, like, your anxiety and depression is um, influenced by the, your daily life, your routine, the things that you're um, uh, consuming, the media that you're consuming, the people that you're around that are indirectly influencing you, the situations that you're having, the time management that you're f- struggling with, just a lot of a lot of everything. And, like, it's a sinful world. It's, it's filled with a bunch of obstacles that we have to overcome and, and anxiety and depression is one of those outcomes of just the sin in this world and how Satan tries to veer us off path. And so, yeah, but going back to what you said, like we do have to recognize that the word is the most powerful thing that we can guard our heart with, like guard our minds and our souls. And, and like, he is much more powerful than Satan and and Satan likes to think that he has us for this temporary time because he likes to mask the fact that this temporary world is is all that matters mm-hmm. when really eternity is all that matters in this temporary world means nothing like we're very fortunate to live in this country when other people are being oppressed in much much more severe ways in other areas of the, of the world so like we have to kind of recognize that and, and just see the different ways that i don't know like god is is working in those situations right. so yeah but that, that's really good, too. So I guess a question now that um, I think of for us to ask ourselves is how, how do we combat feeling, like, lazy and feeling just fatigued and depressed mm-hmm. and done with everything? Like, I'm quoting scripture, but I don't really know what I'm talking about. Or, like, mm-hmm. what if you don't know where to start in the Bible? Or, like, yeah. you don't have that desire to read the Bible? Or you don't have that Christian community. Yeah. Like, what do you do beyond just, oh, just read your Bible. Oh, just go to church. Like, what are some good ways to 
combat this and like practical ways, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, because I bet you there's people listening that are like, well, great. I've been told to read my Bible a thousand times, but I just don't want to. Or I've been told to go to youth group or I've been told to try out a young adult ministry. I've been told to do that a thousand times. Right. But I just don't know where to start. And it's just a big bubble that I don't even know how to burst. Like, how do I get there? So thinking in terms of practicality, um, should we touch on like actual things that we've done to improve that area of our lives? Yeah. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Um, I can start. I'll just, I, once you said that, like immediately just, um, knocked in my head, uh, ask, seek, knock. So from Matthew 7, 7, and the most powerful thing that we can do in any moment we have, when we have questions, when, when you don't know the answer to anything is prayer, like pray. It's the most powerful thing that you can do. Talk to God, the God who knows everything. And so it says in Matthew 7, 7, ask and it'll be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives. And one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be open. Notice he says, everyone who asks receives. Not someone, not not some people. Everyone who asks receives. Like, if you ask God for something, he's not going to leave it unanswered. Mm-hmm. And it won't be unanswered on your time. It, it will be answered on his time, if that makes sense. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not... Gonna answer it on your time. Gonna if you say time. like, God, give me the desire to read my Bible right. and know everything about the Bible in the next ten days. Yeah, God's gonna be like, please, that's your time. Like, what about my time? Right. God's timing is so divine. Yeah. yeah, and He might do that, but He might like, He just is so articulate and in, in specific ways. And like, once you read about Him more, like you understand His heart, you understand the reasoning behind kind of His timing and what He does, and just like the mystery behind His timing. But th- that's a whole different thing too. But um. Yeah, I would just say be courageous in prayer in that way. And um, like specifically for me, whenever I'm going through like, for me, a lot of times when I struggle with Satan's tactic, it's it's not so much like depression, but it's more just like um, kind of just like being beaten down, like self-worth, being overused, being overworked, um, being like, oh, they're they're doing this or like I should do this or I should do this better mm-hmm. than than this or whatever, just like trying to people please and doing everything that I can and, and like just being brought down in the process like oh you'll never be good enough you're not worthy enough you're not you're you didn't go to this so you're not whatever but again like those things happen for reason and like when we get in those droughts and we get in anxious and, and depressed um, routes taking those action steps to get out of them is is the most important thing so what I would do um it's first get in the word, pray. Like I did start seriously like getting in the word until probably like last, not this summer, but last summer. And once I started doing that and just like spending time with God, like everything just got much more clear. Like it, it felt like there was like a weight lifted off my shoulder, even though it's so cliche to say, like everybody says that, but it's true. Like you feel like you're not in this like alone like it's not your race to run it. it's jesus like it your whole purpose is for god to know god and knowing that you're gonna go through these struggles and knowing that you're gonna overcome these are like a little bit more encouraging than just like being like oh i'm stuck in this like what was this even for like why mm-hmm. am i going through this versus like you're going through this for a purpose you're going through this so that and like sometimes i would be so selfish i'm like why why me like why am i going through this like i don't deserve this and it was like why am I caring so much about myself and I should be looking at this from God's perspective? Like, this is happening to you. 
so that you can tell other people about this experience or you can reach this person and and talk about talk about me glorify me like it's not all about us and sometimes i think i get wrapped up in that and so whenever these kind of situations happen um that's kind of what i've learned from it and specifically going on that just my number one thing is just praying and going in the word and um i could talk about like finding community too if you let's have you touch on yours first and then we can kind of bounce back and forth yeah um something i want to touch on with like being in the word specifically um i'm sure i'm not the only one who struggled with this but i so oftentimes of like kind of neglected my bible because i Mm. didn't know where to start yeah and i saw all of these people that said literally just what you said like being in the word truly does help like you Mm -hmm. will find peace from reading God's word and you mm-hmm. will the more you understand God by reading his word the more you'll be able to discern his voice and the more peace that you will receive mm-hmm. and that was an encouragement to me but then it kind of became another factor to my worry because I thought mm. well I don't know where to start I don't know what to read right. I don't know why doesn't this make sense who's going to help me understand it mm-hmm. like I just didn't really and I didn't I felt like I didn't have the time or desire to be in the word. Yeah. And I was like, how do I get that started? Because I see people that wake up every morning and they can't yes. wait to read their Bible. I wanted to be like that, but I knew I wasn't. That's something I struggled I, with too. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to desire it, but I just didn't. Mm-hmm. I wanted to want God, but I didn't. Yeah. And oh my so, gosh, that's so real. Yeah. You needed to say that. that was and so, so it all starts, like you literally said, it all starts with prayer. Like, yeah something i'm gonna tell you guys my prayer that i prayed every day for like four months and i still pray it often but i prayed every day for four months i said god i want to want you Mm. i want to know you i want to desire you and i want to have a relationship with you i feel like i don't so Mm. god open my heart to want you and help me to push aside things that are distracting me from you yeah. I prayed that every day. Like, I want to want you, God. Mm. And I knew I didn't. Like, I yeah. knew that I was in a place where, like, I wanted that life, but I didn't have, like, the drive for it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I felt like my desire for it wasn't genuine because I didn't have a drive yeah. to do it. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, I, oh, I feel yeah. like I want this, but do I want it genuinely enough? Because I feel like yeah. I'm not doing anything to change my life. Mm-hmm. And no matter how many times I try... I feel like I just get stuck back in the place of like, I read my Bible for a week every day and now I'm back to normal. Like I don't do it anymore. Yeah. And I think that's the point where you have to realize like, it's not you that's going to be changing your heart. It's God that's going to be changing your heart. Mm -hmm. But who's the one that's going to have to ask for that? You. Yeah. You are the one that needs to reach back out to God. Mm -hmm. You are the one that needs to stretch your hand out to his outstretched hand to you. Mm -hmm. Like it's a two way thing. And God doesn't want you to transform your own heart. He wants to do that for you. But he ultimately gives every single human our own choice. Like Mm -hmm. it's our choice whether we want God to help us. Yeah. And if we take that, if we make that choice and we ask God to transform our hearts, Matthew 7, 7 says he's going to do it. Mm -hmm. Seek and you will find. Ask and you will receive. Like ask God for him to transform your heart. Ask God to give you the desire to read his word. Mm -hmm. Ask God to give you the desire to know him better. And 
believe me, God will provide that. Like, you're never going to form habits to get into the Bible on your own strength. Mm -hmm. Like, it is a discipline. It's like going to the gym. Like, you have to force yourself to do it sometimes. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you want to and sometimes you just have to. And Mm -hmm. reading your Bible and pursuing the Lord is the same way. And even, like, like, think of it as, like, a marriage. It's, like, when you're married to someone, I mean, I don't know from experience, (laughs) but I know from, like, hearing about it that being married to someone, you don't always like them, but you yes. always love them. Yeah. And with God, it's the same way. Like, you're not always going to want to, mm-hmm. but like, you're not always going to surface level want to, but you know, deep down that you want to love yeah. the Lord. So that drive, like praying for God to give you that drive, mm-hmm. he will give it to you. And then, and only then you will be able to form habits to be in the word. Mm-hmm. And yes, like it does ebb and flow. And you're going to have seasons where you're in the word every day and you are learning and absorbing so much. And then you're going to have seasons where it's more like you're pouring into other people Mm -hmm. or you're using your time with God differently. Like Mm -hmm. you're spending more time in worship than in the word, which not saying you shouldn't be in the word at all, but like it does ebb and flow the amount of time that you spend in the Bible, which is okay to an extent, but if you truly want to get started and hop on that train, you've got to pray for God to give you that desire. Yeah. So that's my whole spiel about that because yeah. I can say from personal experience, that is the only thing that worked for me mm-hmm. was realizing that I couldn't do it myself. Yeah. I couldn't form those habits yeah. myself and I couldn't, I couldn't do any of that on my own strength. I mm-hmm. had to ask God to help me. And yeah. once I did that, like things really started to change. Yeah. So my biggest piece of advice to you guys is, when you are trying to do something ask god to help you do it like ask god Mm -hmm. to give you that desire so yeah and that's like the greatest gift that god could give us is like the ability for us to to want him which sounds really weird like he gives us free will for a reason like he doesn't want us to love him just because it's his his command it's like oh you have to love me like no that wouldn't be the the yeah definition of love is like he is love like he is god like he is he's everything and like our souls were made like crafted to desire him and to want him so there's no surprise as to why we're feeling this way why we have these just desires to know him and just to know a greater purpose and even if you don't know god and your heart is still feeling like it's empty it's because your soul is searching for um somebody in your life like god and and the only person that's going to fill it is, is god and if you try to fill it with somebody else and or something else some other god and those can be idols um too um it's just not gonna work and like there's so much like purpose in the way that he created us to Mm -hmm. to be like that and it's so sweet like when we get to really just ask him as you were saying like just being continually like asking him every day to get to know him more even if we feel like we're like man i don't know like why i'm like it's just like i need you I, i need to know you more like i want to know you more but I don't know like why I'm just like feeling that I like just I don't know like give me the desire to know you more God yeah. and like he's like he knows that you're feeling that feeling that way and like he knows that you're going to ask him to do that and like he delights in you coming to him and just continuing to seek him because it's just so pure to him and like mm-hmm. we are to be those pure just like children to God and just seeking him and and knowing that he is our father and and everything so mm-hmm. yeah that was really good like how you broke that down I think yeah. made a lot of of sense and it's it's like a practical step like yeah. it's something that you can it's so easy it's just saying a couple words yeah. it's like god give me the desire to want you yeah and you're not 
being forced to dive into the Bible by yourself head first with no, no idea yeah. where to start. Like, mm-hmm. and when I say like you're praying for God to help you want him, like, I'm not saying that you're just going to wake up one morning and be like, oh my gosh, yes, Colossians. That's what I need right. to read. Like, yeah. it might not even manifest that way. Like, it might manifest in someone, like you meet someone or you form a friendship with someone who is super knowledgeable in scripture and wants to show you mm-hmm. or you a, a door gets open for you to join a bible study yeah and you learn about one book of the bible and then you learn about another like for me it was like a six-month period where i went from knowing hardly anything about the bible honestly to knowing besides like sunday school level stuff mm-hmm. to like having a real head knowledge like a nice like base of head knowledge in the Bible. Yeah. And then it just grows from there. Like it took six months. Yeah. And for me to get from like nothing to where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. And even now it's like November, it's been like 11 months since I've really started my journey of like diving into the Bible. Yeah. And I just, I'm still learning so much. And so don't think that it's going to be instant. Don't think that you're going to, you're going to get this instant gratification of like, Oh, all of a sudden, I know exactly what books I need to read for each feeling I have. And I know exactly what each character in the Bible, like who they are and why they are in the Bible. You're not going to know everything immediately. Mm -hmm. It's gradual. But everything about being a Christian is a, is the opposite of instant gratification. Yes. So if you're not used to that, get used to it because it's hard, but Mm -hmm. it's rewarding in the long run. Yeah. And it's almost a blessing that's harder than it, than it's easier because then that that's what grows our faith. Like mm-hmm. our faith is about believing when we don't see and it is about just staying steadfast in that prayer and that those routines and, and practicing reading your book and, and just doing stuff, getting up when it's hard, getting up early if that's the only time that you have in your day to read the word and rather than getting an extra hour of sleep. Like you have to make those decisions, whether you're yeah. going to glorify God or you're going to um, just glorify yourself in, in that time. So, yeah, but that was really good. Yeah. And like, do we have any do we have any last thoughts um i guess what did we say so we said taking action reading the word getting into the word oh, oh i wanted community. to talk about community yeah yes um which is so important and which we have a bunch of yes yeah a little bit but i kind of want to start out with saying like our generation specifically has been very lonely very independent very um I think COVID kind of did that to us. Yes, it was a it was a shifting point for sure for us, um, and we've just become very dependent almost. And even there's a movement like now going through young adults where like like you are independent, like you're you're the boss, you you can do what you want to do, like nobody else can tell you what to do, like you know manifesting, you, like what is it that you say? Um, Self affirmations, like mm. I am. I am good. I am capable. I am. And like those things are actually kind of prideful and they're not leading unless they're unless unless it's from God. Like it's it's probably not like you have to that, look at the root of it. Yes. Yes. And like you are those things in God. Like you are you are purposeful. You are made in his image. You are capable. worthy, capable, all those things. But if you think that you are anything um, of those because of yourself then it becomes dangerous and then it can lead you to these very lonely places where you are being stripped down to um, nothingness because you realize that um, 
Like you can't can do it do alone. It. No. And so I think it's so important to find community. Um, even though we can get sucked into technology and just self-isolating and finding other things to do with our time. Like um, God created us to be in community. Like he created us to be um, with each other in community. And he said, it's not good for man to be alone. So, or which one? Did he, yeah, he made the, he made the man first. Not good for man to be alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was like, like, what are you talking about? I was about? like, I don't want to say Genesis. wrong. Yes. Genesis. Not good for man to be alone. So he made a woman. And, um, yeah, like he created all of us to be in community. Like Jesus had his 12 disciples that he was with and he did ministry with them. And sometimes I forget about that. And, and like we need to find those people. And sometimes people are like, well, I don't want to go out. And like that's so awkward to like make friends. Like how do I do that? So and I was – Everyone's in the same boat as you. Yes. We all want yes. friends. Yeah, and I was that same person too. I was like, this is so awkward. Like, I'm an introvert. I don't want to go out and make friends. Like, I'm actually quite content. And it's not that I was like anti, like I wasn't anti-Christian or anything at the point. I was just like independent. I was like, I'm I'm actually just like content by myself and like being with God, like me and God, like we're good. <laughs> like, no, like I need friends. And Yeah, like the Lord calls us to be in community. Yes, yeah. And so like, I guess if you're asking yourself, well, how do I do that if I'm, like you if I'm shy if I'm I just don't want to do it first of all you just you have to get out of your comfort zone and you have to be able to learn to make friends like and also like there are opportunities all around yes. you and especially if you're praying for it like it goes all back to Matthew 7 mm -hmm. like if you are praying for God to open a door if it glorifies him mm -hmm. he will do it yeah if you are asking God God I need Christian community like yeah. If you are asking God for that, he will provide that because he yeah. knows that that is honoring to him and that that is going to help further your faith. Mm -hmm. So if you're praying for a Christian community, like Gina, we had on a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. Gina prayed for a Christian community because she felt like she wasn't there. And she, that was something that the Lord called her to, and she felt like she needed that. And so God provided that, like she has a whole like squad she has her whole squad, squad and like literally squat up but like god will provide that to you and i'm sure everyone here listening can think of at least one place where they can find christian community but yeah. they're just scared yeah and you guys you have to just take the risk and it's going to probably stink for the first couple times i mean who knows mm -hmm. but like for me the first couple times i went to young life which is where i find christian community i was scared i was scared and i felt awkward and i felt overwhelmed and I mm -hmm. didn't really know who to talk to. I felt like people didn't want to talk to me. But you really do find that when you're finding your strength from the Lord and when you are relying on God to get through those things instead of relying on yourself, he will provide and he'll get you through it. Mm -hmm. And you will get that Christian community. Mm -hmm. And all you've got to do is ask God, like, God, I like, please give me a Christian community. Yeah. And he will provide it. Yeah. And I would say even to like praying for like genuine Christian community, like even if it's not something that you envision it would look like in your head, like right. just kind of like breaking those reputations, reputations off. Like even if you like meet someone, you're like, oh, I don't know, like it's, they're not like they're not like this or this or this. But if they have like a heart, like a genuine heart for God, like why would any of those things matter? Like right. I would just encourage you to like keep like finding like keep if you find people like that and you're just like, I don't know, like I really don't. If you go to a group like Young Life and you're like, I don't know, like these people are kind of like like not what i imagined or whatever like 
just keep going and like keep praying that like God would continue to either like soften encourage you, yeah, soften your heart to to know them better and just to to see like God's heart in them because like oftentimes like even for me like when I was like younger like in high school like I would be like oh no I don't want to hang out with like, these people like they seem like kind of I don't know like weirder and then then they ended up being like really cool people and like mm-hmm. just like I think. Our generation as a whole like has put a bunch of weird standards on like yes. how people should act how people should look how people should you know and so we're like oh if they don't fit these criteria like are they normal are they not and it's just like yes. no like i hate that word normal yes and like god defines us by our hearts not by our outer appearance of what we do or what we act or what we say or or any of those kind of things like so yeah i would just encourage you like don't turn your nose don't like just pray that god would humble your heart as well um because people might be looking at you that way yes yeah like, always keep in mind oh. the double <laughs> i literally broke she just her. broke her pen okay that was crazy um, anyways keep in mind the double the double both sides of the story yeah. of like you're looking at someone like if you're pointing the finger at someone yeah and thinking they're strange you've got three fingers pointing back at you thinking right. you're strange yeah. like who cares who cares what someone's wearing? Who cares how someone's talking? Yeah. As long as it's honoring to God, honestly. Like, yeah. who cares what someone's hair looks like? Who cares if they're socially awkward? Like, the yeah. more you get to know people, the more you know their hearts. Mm-hmm. And if their hearts are glorifying to God and causing you to glorify God, mm-hmm. then who are we to turn them away? Right. Like, who are we to turn our faces the other way? Yeah. And each person, like, that has breath in their lungs is made by God. So, mm-hmm. like, why would we ever... If, if we call ourselves Christian, why would we ever deny somebody who is made by God? And, and like, that's just, like, been something that has, like, um, been eye-opening for me over the last couple of years, too. I'm like, wow, like, he actually is so intentional with, like, how he how he did that and how, like, yeah. we're learning from this. And so, yeah, that's definitely a big point and just making new community, making friends. Obviously, you're going to find people that you're going to click with more and in especially if you're praying for those people and and god brings you um, a special person that's going to um just like be your best friend like be grateful for that because some people don't have best friends and like just know that like god is listening to you and he's answering your prayers and again he's not going to do it on your time and he's going to do it on his timing so even if you're still praying and you're in a place where you can't find community for like a couple months like just know that he's hiding you for a reason Mm -hmm. he's He's so intentional with the other person and that's in that moment. They might not be ready for you to meet them, but God's preparing you and God's preparing them. And, and like, you guys are going to meet at that specific time. That is, like, so mm-hmm. perfect. Um, but <laughs> there's people singing. <laughs> well, I wonder if I picked up on my mic. There's people Maybe. singing in the hallway. So if you heard that, that was them. <laughs> but that was not us singing another breath. Like, Hannah just singing as they're talking. <laughs> but, yes. Community is definitely important, especially when you're going through anxiety and depression, because those are the people that are going to encourage you um, outside of God, obviously, um, because hopefully they have the Holy Spirit inside of them that can also encourage you with um, bringing you closer to God. And again, if your friends, if your community does not bring you closer to God, I would say probably either take a step back or, um, yeah, just encourage them with the Word of God. But if they are just totally not perceptive, or receptive maybe just take a step back and, and just say hey this is not really the best and obviously we don't want to live in community where we're being constantly torn down because that's just going to help that's just going to make it worse like our right. anxiety and depression worse um 
But yeah, community is super important. Find your people. Keep praying consistently to find your people because it's going to happen. And God is so intentional. Don't get discouraged, even though the enemy tries to do that a lot. He only owns this temporary earth, and God owns the, I mean, God oversees the yeah. earth, but he owns the forever heavens, and, and the like, he's much more powerful, so take heart, because God is eternal. These struggles are so temporary. Yes, yeah. Um. So, yeah, just take heart in knowing that, like, the 80 or so years we're here, yeah. they might all suck, all 80 of them, yeah. but... Compare that to 80 times a million. Yeah, like a trillion times. Literally million, times anything like, we can possibly imagine where we get to be living in perfect unity with God. Mm-hmm. And just we can't even imagine how perfect that's no, going to be. Yeah, so can't. if you can't hold on to literally anything else in this world, hold on to the fact that one day we're going to get to live with Jesus in the yeah. most perfect place imaginable. Yeah. So yeah, I think with that, do we have any closing thoughts? Me and Jordan are here also. If anyone needs a friend, yes, like yeah, please DM good. us. We don't have that many followers. We'll see no. your DM. And honestly, <laughs> we could use some more friends. I could use yeah, some more real. friends. There's people. We that, are always down to hang. Yeah. And so definitely just our personal Instagrams are in our bios. So yeah, if you so want to reach us, out to us reach personally, out. if you don't want to DM our account, that's fine. Just DM our personal account but please just reach out to us if you're lonely needing a friend need yeah. someone to talk to 100 and likes to get coffee i, don't I like coffee, love coffee but jordan i will go doesn't. with you to get coffee jordan will want. go and sit there and drink water yes i will <laughs> happily do that and i will listen to you and yeah we just want to be your friend so um yeah i think that's that's pretty much it that's what we got for you, you guys. guys are amazing you guys can do do many things through god working in you so Thank you guys for tuning in today. Yes. I'm like yawning. I've yawned like 80 (laughs) times on this podcast. So I apologize if you guys hear like weird throat noises because that's me yawning. I think I've yawned a couple times. I just didn't realize. Um, So yeah, thanks for tuning in today, guys. Yes. Um, We'll probably do a more fun episode next week. Yes, a little bit more uplifting. A little bit less down in the dumps. Yes, this was so needed. sometimes you got to get down in the dumps. It was like it started down, but then it like went up because we're like, no, this is how you combat it. This is how you get out of it. I feel better now. Yeah. Yeah, so like now we're feeling refreshed. I hope you feel refreshed if you're listening to this. Encouraged just to go beat up Satan and absolutely like <laughs> literally knock him out because he's knock him worthless. out, queens and so. kings. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are men. Yes, that's proven. We love. Yes, yes. Actually, I think it's like twelve percent of our <laughs> listeners are men, but that is hey, that is a good portion. Slay. So yes. <laughs> What what's what's our men term for slay? Uh, rocket. I don't know. Rocket. <laughs> Boom. World Series, bro. <laughs> World, World Super Series. Bowl. Hey. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna oh, stop talking. Yeah, we're just gonna cu- cut it off there. But we'll see you guys next week, and uh, we love you. Okay, bye. Adios. <laughs>